Welcome to the Thinking Church podcast with me, Chris Bright. Every week, I'll be speaking with a church leader about ministry strategy and getting to grips with not just what they do, but the thinking behind why they do it. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Well, my guest today is Hannah Williamson. Uh, For nearly two decades, Hannah has served in the local church in various roles, including as youth pastor and more recently as an executive pastor down in Dagenham. Uh, Hannah now serves churches across the country with her ministry, Echo, helping empower people, coach and mentor leaders, uh, bring health to churches and partner to bring organizational clarity. Hannah, it's so great to have you back on the podcast again. Thanks for joining us. So good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to getting into this today because I've got loads of questions that I'd like to to ask you around coaching and all that kind of thing. And just would love to get your perspective, uh, what you're seeing, all those kind of things. So um, let's sort of dive into this. Uh, You spend a lot of time coaching youth ministries uh, let's start with some of the maybe less good news, but what what's some of the problems that you're finding uh, that you're brought in to help with when you're coaching youth ministries at the moment? Yeah. So when I was having to think about this, to be honest, I don't know whether I'd define it as necessarily a problem more like a challenge, um, but there seems to be a lot of uh, youth pastors that would have been my age, so mid to late 30s, moving into other areas of church. And so lots of younger leaders coming through at the moment, which obviously is a really exciting thing and a really good thing uh, that's taking place. Um, But at the same time could be a challenge, I think because we're kind of at that point where we're coming out of COVID. So there's so much change anyway. Um, I just think that's quite an interesting challenge for churches at the moment. Uh, there's definitely lots of churches looking for youth pastors and not necessarily being able to find them, which is obviously a problem. Um, but yeah, I think some of the the challenge around that is just integrating new uh, younger leaders into the life of the church or into a staff team and sort of how that um, kind of looks like and how a, maybe a pastor might not have time time necessarily to try and help integrate those younger leaders in uh, because they're so taken up with other stuff so I'm kind of yeah that's definitely one of the things I'm sort of seeing as a bit of a challenge at the moment for churches how they do that which I guess is why it's kind of cool what I'm being able to do because I'm I'm able to sort of help that transition be a little bit smoother than maybe what it could have been um So, yeah, definitely that. Um, Another thing I would say, another challenge would be um, lots of youth pastors with a sort of lack of confidence, really, coming out of the last two years where probably things have completely stopped or they've hardly had any kind of youth ministry taking place. So realising, oh, my goodness, I've got to actually rebuild from scratch again and I haven't done that for a long time. So how on earth do I do that? Um, So I think, again, just the the challenge really of being able to uh, encourage younger leaders and say, actually, no, you you can bring fresh vision. This is a great opportunity for you to build from from the ground up. You don't have to do what was done before. You've got a, a clean slate. So, again, really good challenge I think but can be difficult um for leaders and then I think the final thing I thought was um 
just the ongoing challenge, which I think is always a case, maybe in church as well as youth, but getting the mix between non-church young people and church young people and finding really in a lot of youth ministries that they veer towards one or the other. So there's youth ministries where all they have is church kids that are coming, uh, which obviously is great and we need to provide for, for those young people, but they're just not reaching out to young people who've never heard about Jesus, which is really sad. And so I think that's a real challenge or it can flip the other way where um, youth ministries are all about reaching out, but they've got all these kids in the church that actually are not building their relationship with Jesus. So trying to help, I guess, churches get a little bit of a mix in between. Yeah, I'd be interesting to dive into that because I've seen both of those where you have, you know, just the, the classic, you know, church kids are there and then maybe they're growing yeah. their faith. And that is, that's good in some sense. Yeah. And then you have the other side where it's, you know, it might be kids that have come, or youth that have come from, you know, maybe it's the local area and they've yeah. been brought into church. And often that can be much more of a kind of, uh, I, I guess, like a, a youth centre environment yeah. so there'll be a lot of you know games but it's, it's harder to you know harder to see where the discipleship comes in how, how do you get that how do you coach people to get that balance between the yeah. two what would you so if let's say yeah. let's take the, the you know a church that's maybe got all people just from um, all non-christian youth coming in and it's more of a youth club how would you try and transition that to become um much more discipleship based what yeah. would you do I mean, I think there's a few things that have sort of got to be understood. The first thing is that it is messy. Um, and I think sometimes people want things to be nice and okay and not too wild. And my experience is if you're going to have the two together, it's completely wild. So um, I think it's just saying to youth pastors, like, that's okay if it's a little bit like that. Um, I think the other thing is just understanding what discipleship is. And for me, I think discipleship doesn't just begin when someone becomes a Christian. I think it starts way, way, way before that. And so I think changing the mind set of the the leader to say actually when you have a group of non-churched kids in your uh, youth club or whatever you want to call it um actually your role is to disciple them to take them on a journey of faith to the point where they ov- obviously find Jesus and then grow in their faith um and then i think trying to get some of those church kids actually empowered and involved in being part of making that happen and i think just trying to see a little bit of synergy i guess like that is meant to be together um and obviously it's a it's i think hard work it's not like something that just happens naturally and you're obviously trying to bring both sides together in some ways Uh, but I think if you can empower your young people from your church to say actually this is a great opportunity for us to really reach out um, to people come and be part of it um, I think yeah that builds a really strong and healthy youth ministry. The other thing I'm, I'm starting to notice with youth ministries is all the new youth leaders that are coming up you know that tends to be youth leaders tend to sort of sway pretty young uh, on on the scale of things so that means they're all going to be sort of in the gen z area all of the millennial youth leaders are now pastoring churches or moving into that role or taking up you know assistant pastor roles and that means that we've got a generational shift as well between you know it's not between the same generation but it's between two different generations now um how is that dynamic starting to play out because now you you know what you're seeing is a millennial pastor who's looking at the gen z 
youth leader and going, oh, I'm not quite, oh, that's a bit different for me. And yeah. obviously it was exactly the same when they were a youth leader and they had a Gen X uh, yeah. pastor in front yeah. of them. How, is this, how, do you, how have you seen that sort of dynamic being played out? Yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm noticing more is probably there's a bigger gap between the generation above me, so above millennials, um, and Gen Z. So there's a there's that gap in between there. And millennials generally, I think, are trying to think, how can I actually help this younger generation to develop? Um, whereas I think there's a little bit of tension maybe between um, the generation above because it's such a wide gap. Because I guess for us, um, things like the use of technology, um, that's been part of our world. So even though we've learned that, I mean, I remember getting my first phone when I was 14, you know, not younger than that, but we've been part of that world. So I think there is a bit more of an understanding, whereas like the generation above us, I think that's hard. And so I, I'm really passionate about trying to bridge the gap. And I think for millennials, it's actually important for us to um, be that bridge and help that those transitions happen and really empower the younger generation um, to do that. And I think from what I'm seeing, maybe because we've always wanted to be empowered, whether we have or not, I don't, you know, either way, really. Um, and so I think we're saying, actually, for the for the younger generation, let's do everything we can to empower them. So I think it's a really exciting time because I think, yeah, um, there could be more open conversations to be able to help the younger generation come through. That's my hope anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, you're a coach and you come in, you, you coach different ministries. Um, but coaching, I think, is something that's uh, become a little bit of a, I guess, maybe a, a lost art in the, the church world. And maybe it's something we need to discover a little bit. Um, I wonder what could churches do in, you know, just within their local context to, to coach yeah. their leaders, their emerging leaders better? Um, maybe let's start with kind of like what are the, what are the qualities of a, a coach? Maybe that's a, probably a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, what what qualities do you need if you if you if you're seeing a young leader or an emerging leader uh, and you want to bring coaching to them what are some of the qualities that you need yeah well I have to say I'm like learning all the time on this because I'm no pro or anything so but these are some of the things I'm learning is just like to ask the right questions and I think a lot of the time um there's a bit of a confusion between I guess mentoring and coaching and so lots of people veer more towards the mentoring which would more be like I'm going to give you advice on something which is great um, but I find that often if you're asking the right questions you're helping someone come to the conclusion themselves so that they're probably more likely to take on the advice because they've discovered it for themselves so I think definitely that sort of art of asking the right questions and I know for me personally I'm trying to get better at this so that when I'm with leaders um, I can think okay what is going to be the best questions for me to ask to get the most out of this time I've got with this person who I admire or who I want to learn from and so I think yeah definitely um, asking the right questions to draw out the right things is is really really important um, I think I tend to sure I understand and that was Siri <laughs> trying to involve itself in our conversation to apologize and <laughs> try to be coached or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I think the other thing is just identifying where the person's at and and how you can help them, which isn't necessarily what you're giving to them. Uh, so I think sometimes we take on this role of like, oh, I've got to offer all the advice and all the support to this person I'm helping. But half the time, the best thing you can do is point them in the right direction. And so I think, again, that's just something I'm trying to do with the people that I'm coaching is identify, OK, that's an area where maybe they need growth in. I can't necessarily offer that. So who can I connect them with uh, to help them do that? And I guess, again, it's just something that that was done for me, which I'm so grateful for all the time when I speak to a mentor or a coach and I just, you know, I say, oh, I'm trying to work through this issue. And they're like, oh, you should definitely meet so and so. Actually, that's even more helpful necessarily than the than the person who's coaching me. Um, so I think definitely that's a, another thing. Um, and then one thing I'm really passionate about is just listening to what the person's saying, which we know is an obvious thing, but also listening behind what they're not saying. And so we always know that if, if you're getting into a, maybe a tricky conversation or it's a little bit of a difficult conversation, sometimes people don't say exactly what they need to say so you have to be really good at listening and right asking the right questions to draw out out of people yeah no that's great i'm trying to think how we can get churches to be to have coaching as kind of a, the found you know part of a foundation yeah. of, of how, how they operate because i think yeah. every a young emerging leader but i think every every leader needs yeah. some kind of coaching to some extent um so i mean so what could churches do to maybe better model that maybe or maybe some yeah. things they can put in place that would just yeah. help coaching sort of flourish more within their yeah. church i guess just trying to create environments where those things can can happen is really important and i'm not sure that happens so much in churches like you're saying um so uh, even along the line of one thing I'm noticing is in larger churches, there's often good structures with line management. Um, and I think for those line managers, even for them, understanding how to coach the person that they're line managing. Um, I mean, I'm quite passionate about this, that line management isn't, I think, in the church world, isn't just about, you know, let's just go through a list of jobs you've done and make sure you've done your jobs. Actually, I think there should be an element of development in that. And I think, Sometimes we don't always um, help those line managers to know how to help the person that they're line managing. We just expect them to kind of get on with it. And so I think, yeah, definitely in that sense, helping that. But then on the flip side, I found in maybe smaller size churches, there's not structures like that. So maybe they take a younger leader on and, and just expect that younger leader to sort of get on with it and hope hope for the best, really. Uh, but I think actually creating environments or creating spaces where there is coaching that goes on or facilitating that or bringing people in to help us learn how to better do that, I think would so, be so beneficial to the church um, moving forward and for the younger generation, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I think that's really true. And uh, I think there's, I think churches tend to sway between these two stools of um, sort of under management of, yeah. of, of people where it's like, we just, you know, just get on with it, do your thing. And, you know, we'll just leave you to it. But there's yeah. no support, there's no coaching. And then they just, the mistakes get made. And yeah. then there's no one there. They, you know, you can't learn from it because you've got no one to process process that with. Yeah. And obviously, the other extreme is the the over management, the micromanagement, yeah. where it's everything is, you know, to the the tiniest degree is 
is is managed is coached through and it's or not not even coached i guess is you know it's expected on certain things and it's got to be a certain way and a certain things that are done and it doesn't give the person any any room to yeah. to grow to develop so i think yeah. Yeah, i think coaching seems to sit perfectly between those two stores about yeah. giving enough room but also giving enough management and coaching that to ask those questions and i think that's it seems like yeah. it fits perfectly there and uh, in the churches you've worked with chris what would be like the what have you seen the most over management or under management i think under management is is, okay. is more usual for me i don't know what, what yeah. you've seen in your work i, I see yeah, a lot of under no, management no. Where, it, where it's normally most people are just so grateful that someone's willing to do something that yeah, it's almost yeah. like it's like the weight off their minds and it's almost yeah. so they can like compartmentalize if i can get that word right they compartmentalize <laughs> it and say right that they're sorting that and so i don't have to think about that now but actually now the the that's when it all's got to start again because now you've got to have the coaching conversation so that's so mostly i'm seeing that kind of side of things you yeah. get a few you get the few odd occasions where someone's sort of micromanaging but most of the time i'm seeing the yeah. exact opposite yeah what, yeah what 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 about for you are you, are you seeing yeah. similar no definitely the same and i think what i've noticed as well is the younger generation are crying out for people to develop them they're like we do want to learn but sometimes i find that um people just don't know how to kind of manage that or how to help that or i guess coming back to the coaching how to coach that through and so yeah just happy that someone's getting on with it um whereas this younger leader's like please help me <laughs> you know <laughs> um, yeah that's right so what i'm wondering about when it comes to uh your approach to coaching and and those kind of things would that would that differ department to department does it change how you're going to you know if you're going to be interacting with a youth leader is that going to be a are you going to have a different approach to coaching compared to maybe someone in a welcome you know welcome department or a um worship team or something like that how does it differ department to department for you I don't think so I mean I think there's the same principles across the board I mean one of the things that I've been doing um in the role that I'm doing now is going into a church and in a in a particular area sort of doing a review of where they're at which it really involves asking a lot of questions of different team members and then collating all those answers um, and trying to work out where are the areas that need growth so again I guess that's in some ways kind of like coaching because I'm trying to help them come up with the answers of where they need to improve um, and to be honest that doesn't matter what department it, it would be in whether it be in a worship team or a a welcome team or or a youth ministry um it's just trying to draw out of the people okay these are the these are the areas that need need some development and then on from that i would then take those things and then maybe offer some advice or again offer some questions to help the church think okay these are some things to think through to move you know to move this area on um so yeah, again, I I don't think there's probably differences. It's the same principles. Obviously, how you approach maybe a younger person to an older person is going to be different, of course. Um, <clears throat> but I think generally across the board is the same. Yeah, well, maybe there's probably worth digging into some of those principles, and maybe there's some strategies that's there as, as well. Um, if there's a church listening to this and thinking, okay, 
what are some things I need to think about when I'm, you know, starting to coach any department, you know, any department leader or any, you know, what, what are those, what are those principles that I need to think about? Yeah. I mean, I think first is asking some honest questions. And I think I've found um, even in, in being in church ministry, that sometimes we have areas of church life that have been running for years, but we're too scared to honestly look at whether they're working or not. Um, and sometimes we kind of, yeah, I don't know, maybe it feels a bit of a failure on our part if we're the person leading that department. Um, whereas I think if we could just get to the point where we say, actually, let's sit down and honestly look at, you know, how many people is this project or department reaching is this department really making a difference um do we need some change in this area how could we better engage with people whatever the questions may be I think doing that initial like really being honest review without you know get taking it personally or anything like that I think that would actually be so helpful as a sort of first step um to help you look at a particular area and I guess even having some external people come in and comment on that or even other people from your church um, so I was listening to the, the other day to a Craig Groeschel uh, podcast and he was saying how when he does his preaches he gets like a whole range of people in to comment on what he's about to preach um, and says you know tell me what things you'd cut out if I had to cut out 10 minutes of this and I thought how incredibly like humble firstly is that but how helpful that you're willing to have other people comment in um, and you're secure enough to be able to do that so I think definitely for church Churches, that would be um a first starter um of of doing that yeah that's right and so uh, maybe that's starting to then lead on to the thought of so so what does health then look like when you're when you're going into a uh looking at a ministry in depth and you're looking for those you know what's good what needs to be changed what are the signs of health that you're looking for and obviously that means then what's the signs of the dishealth or unhealth yeah not dishealth, unhealth. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what, let's start with those sort of signs of health. What are the signs of health that you're looking for in a ministry? I mean, I guess if anyone's asked someone to come in and comment on what they're doing, that's a sign of health in itself um, because they're obviously open to being able to develop and grow. And I think if you're not willing to do that, obviously that that would show something. And so I think, yeah, that that level of humility and teachability is like definitely a sign of health. Um, I think if the area or department is is actively seeking to develop other people to be in the roles that they're offering um, and actively developing younger leaders. Obviously, that's my passion, but I think that's really important because they're obviously looking a little bit more future-wise and saying, actually, how can we build some sustainability for this department? So I think that's, um, yeah, that's definitely a sign of health. Um I think, yeah, uh, again, coming back to those like honest questions, if they're like, you know, really open minded to look at how can we develop something or move it from from this place to this place, then again, yeah, definite sign of health. Um, and I think as well, if it's not all about the leader, um, so they're they're often looking at the people around and and always you know talking or about what they're doing so it's not just about that one person I think that that definitely shows um health well thank you 
thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. This is only halfway through the podcast and you can listen to the full conversation by joining our members podcast. Just go to our website www.thinking.church and you can sign up to our members podcast there. It only costs the price of one coffee per month so it's well worth doing so why not get a coffee, listen to the podcast and learn something new. We'll see you again for this podcast next week so bye for now.